So I'm Emily. I think I've met all of you guys. I'm on staff with Chi Alpha for the first year. Graduated from UNC in 2018. For those of you who didn't know, I'm a fellow Tar Heel. Um, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Holding out hope that this basketball team will hold their lives together. It's been a hard season. Um, but yes, I, I love UNC. I know what it is to be in y'all's shoes. Um, yeah, so that's why I chose to come back here to work with Chi Alpha because I really love this place. I love you guys. Um, yeah, and I just have a heart for, for seeing God move on this campus. So that's a little bit about me. Um, I am kicking off our relationship series tonight. It is February. Friday is Valentine's Day. So um, we're kicking it off tonight with singleness. <laughs> um, everybody's favorite. <laughs> Um, and so, <laughs> man, y'all are crazy tonight. Um, yeah, so the topic tonight is singleness. Um, I'm probably not going to hit all of your questions because this is a really, really big topic and everyone has a different experience. So if you have things that as I'm talking, you have questions about, or you wish that I would have addressed something that I didn't address, um, we have... Uh, yeah, panel questions. We're going to have a panel at the end of this series, the beginning of March. Um, those of us that are speaking in the relationship series and a couple more staff are going to do a panel, answer all y'all's questions that we didn't answer during the sermons. Um, so you can use that um, URL during the sermon, after the sermon, anytime at the, at, during the series to send in your questions. Um, and I think that's going out in the group me. Somebody sending out in the group me right now. Um, so that being said, uh, is it anonymous? Seth? It's anonymous. There you go, Tiger. Um, <laughs> unless. All of the random asides from you guys tonight, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, so talking about singleness, um, that being said, God brought me in an entirely different direction with this tonight than I anticipated when I started prep. Um, so if you're not single, if you don't care about singleness, if you say like, meh, I got that, it's not important, um, don't tune me out because I think God might have something powerful to say to everybody here tonight. Um, yeah, so... I'm just going to start a little bit about, like, my testimony when it comes to singleness. Um, so I'm 24, and I've never been in a relationship. <laughs> um, <and laughs> awkward pause. All right. Um, yeah, okay. Some days that's, that's a good thing. Some days I feel blessed by that. Um, I feel like... I was grateful for it at the end of college, transitioning into <laughs> transitioning into adulthood, uh, making decisions about my life. Um, it was good for me not to have to factor in another person into deciding to go into ministry because that decision was already pretty hard for me to make. Um, so I feel like that was definitely a God thing, giving me time and space to make that decision for myself, by myself. I feel like my time being single has allowed me to get to know who I am as a person and get to know God um, and who he wants me to be and where he's leading me. 
um, again, without the distraction of another person. Um, yeah, that's been a blessing. And then I've walked a lot of friends through a lot of relationship crap. <laughs> um, just, just honesty. Um, and I don't have any of that baggage as of now. Um, I have different baggage, but yeah, I feel like God has protected me from a lot of wounds that come with relationships, and I'm grateful to him for that as well. But all that being said, um, I do want to be in a relationship. <laughs> I've wanted to be in a relationship for as long as I can remember. Um, since I was little, I've had, like many of you, the desire to love and be loved fully, um, for someone to know me, for me to know someone else completely, and to love and be loved in return. Um, I wanted another person to walk life out with me. I feel like that's a pretty natural desire that a lot of us have. Um, and I felt the absence of that kind of from even being a little kid. Like, I would watch my parents or watch Disney movies, which give a crap portrayal of relationships. Don't listen to Disney movies. Um, but yeah, watch Disney movies and be like, man, I can't wait to have that. And I just had this longing and... The longing was for, was for that love, and I felt the absence of that as like a really deep loneliness, even from the time I was little. Um, I grew up expecting that eventually I would be in the kind of relationship that I wanted, but also I had this kind of weird idea, kind of a notion that pursuing a relationship wasn't necessary, um, that I didn't need to date or want to be in a relationship in order to find one. And my Christianity kind of came on top of that and said that as a Christian, um, I wasn't supposed to want to actively pursue relationships. That there was this idea that God, you know, if, if I was pursuing the right things, if I was ignoring my loneliness and saying that all I wanted was God and doing that correctly, um, that when it was supposed to happen, when I least expected it, um, that that relationship would happen. Um, and so that's kind of how I walked through middle school and high school when everyone else was starting to date. I was kind of like, nah, I don't need to do that. Um, God will take care of me. Da 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 da. Um, and then year after year, I'm still single. And the loneliness got harder and harder every Christmas that I spent by myself watching my friends do cute stuff with their boyfriends. Um, every birthday that another year went by that I thought, man, I feel like in church years I'm a million years old for not having been in a relationship. Um, every friend who got in a relationship that I, that I was jealous of, um, that I wanted for myself, every friend that got engaged, um, every person that I met who I was like, yeah, I could see myself with that person. Maybe this is who God has for me. Maybe, finally, the thing that I want will come to pass. And person would walk into my life and walk out of my life and nothing would happen. And the loneliness just, it, it just grew and it grew and it grew. And I tried to push it down because I thought I'm only going to find a relationship when I don't pursue this, when I don't feel the loneliness and don't need it. Um, but as it, as it grew, as I got older, it got harder and harder and harder to ignore. Um, 
And there was just this cycle of feeling like I needed to not be lonely in order to be in a relationship, but then not being in a relationship would make me more lonely. And I, it, I couldn't get out of it. Um, and before I knew what was happening, a lot of resentment towards God started building up in my heart. Um, I started questioning the God that I was coming to know, because this was, this was during high school and college when God was really revealing himself to me. Um, I was learning about who I was in Jesus, learning about who Jesus is, reading the scriptures for myself for the first time, and really like coming to love this God um, that the Bible said is good, that the Bible says loves us and is a good father and wants, wants to give us abundant life. And I, I believed that. But then there was this dark other side in my loneliness where I didn't see that. And the resentment was the God that I read about, the God that I think I know, does he actually care about me? Because if he did, why do I have this longing that he refuses to do anything about? Why did he create me with a longing that he doesn't intend to satisfy unless somehow, by some miracle, I don't pursue it? Um, does, did he create me for this life of just like stuffing my feelings for the rest of my life and trying to deny what I want? Um, and so there was this tension there between the God, I, the God I thought I knew, the God I read about, and the God I experienced in the loneliness. And I know I'm not the only one who's felt that because um, I'm not the only Christian in here and I'm not the only one who's had crap and brokenness in here. Um, so I, my question for you guys tonight is, what's that for you? Like for me, the longing that I had, the need that was unfulfilled was for a loving relationship. Um, but what's the need that's gone unfulfilled in your life? Um, what's the thing that you have tried to ignore and hoped that it went away, but it's not going away? Um, and you try not to think about it for too long because when you think about it, it causes you to question who God is. And you don't want to go down that dark path because you're afraid of what it might do to your faith. Um, some of the things as I was praying in preparation for today that came to my mind are um, like wholeness in your family. Like you, you desire to have a family that everyone else seems to have, but yours is broken and God doesn't seem to be fixing it. And you don't know what to do with that. You don't know how to reconcile the God you think you know to the God you see acting in your family. Um, what, about, what about acceptance in community? You feel like everyone around you has a niche, a group of friends where they can be themselves. Um, but you feel like you have to put on, put on a face in order to be accepted. Um, and you don't know how to reconcile that with the God you think you know or healing, emotional, physical, is there an addiction or depression or anxiety um, that, you, that you would like to see healing of? Um, so I started preparing this sermon, you know, when I, when I figured out I was going to be doing this topic, God gave me the theme and the verses pretty early, and I thought I knew what I was going to say, and I started preparing it, and God started surfacing all this tension in my heart and all this resentment. And I was like, I can't go sit in front of them and act like I'm okay <laughs> without having wrestled these questions down. Tiger? Still bitter? 
I, hang with me. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I was like, I, I need to face this and I need to wrestle with this. And so um, I knew that I needed to press in until God revealed his heart to me. Um, and I think the truth that he showed me about himself in my own longing, um, while it doesn't, definitely doesn't give me all the answers, uh, it restores a confidence in me that I haven't had in God's character in a long time. Um, and uh, a hope that I haven't had in a really long time, if not ever. Um, and that's the truth that I want to share with you guys tonight, um, if God will give me the grace to do it. I don't feel like I'm eloquent enough to do this at all. Um, this is actually like fairly scary for me because I don't like being this vulnerable in front of a group of people. Um, so I'm going to pray really quick and then we'll dive into the scripture. Um, so Jesus, yeah, take, take my, take my words. Um, God, I don't, I don't want to say my words. I want to say your words. I feel like you have, revealed a truth about you to me in this process that is healing and um, challenging and encouraging. And God, I pray that you would show all of us today this truth about yourself, that you would communicate who you are and how you care for us, God. Um, Lord, humble me. Take me out of the way. Um, speak, to, speak to everyone here tonight. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Okay, um, so we're going to be in Matthew 6, verses 25 through 33. It's going to be on the screen, but if you guys have your Bibles and want to follow along with me, you can. Um, this is Jesus. He's speaking during what's called the Sermon on the Mount, which is uh, basically a big, long teaching about the life that he wants us to have and the life that he's uh, calling us to live here on earth and also preparing for us in eternity. Um, and so, yeah, let's dive in. Verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? So um, this, is about, this is about needs. You can ins insert any of the things that we've been talking about into this passage as well. Um, the for me, like my my longing for relationships, my longing for love fits right into this. Um, and before kind of last week, when I started studying this passage, this passage only added to my negative perceptions about God in this area because that phrase "do not worry" like irritated me, <laughs> for lack of a better word. I was like, really, really, like you're trivializing this. Um, because how can I not worry about my needs? And guy, I realized that God's not asking us not to care. That word worry means specifically not to let it be your pursuit, not to let it distract you. Um, we can still care about the things that we want, but God is, is calling us to live for something better. He's saying, I have a higher thing for you to put put all of your energy into pursuing um he's promising promising us that he has more for us than what we know we need verse 26 look at the birds of the air they do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them 
are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, add, can, one, can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. So if that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So this part to me, whereas before I used to read it as like, God pointing at some weird woodland animals and being like, look, they don't work, and yet somehow I give them what they need. Uh, you should do the same thing. And God said to me in these past couple weeks, like this part of scripture is about how much he cares for us. He says, are you not much more valuable than these birds and these flowers? And yeah, they don't labor or spin and they have what they need. So, so for you, if I give them what they need, how much more am I going to fill all of your needs and all of your longings? They're nothing in comparison to you. God cares so much more for us than he cares for these other creations. And yet we, we don't have faith. We resent God when he doesn't give us the things that we long for. Um, yeah, we, we don't have faith strong enough to believe him despite our circumstances. Uh, verse 31. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. God's saying, I'm not asking you to ignore your needs. He's already said that, that we're allowed to care, um, that he cares for us, and that he sees that we have longings, and that he sees us, that he values us at his, as his creation. But he's saying, if you're my follower, if you're a Christian, why have I come if not to give you a better life than these people who don't know me have? And these people who don't know me, they run after the things that they, that they long for. That's all that they know how to pursue, and they're constantly chasing after these things. And yet for you... I want something better. Again, he's whispering, I, I have something better for you. Um, and the next part, the next part is key. And it does require us to know who our God is, which is why God reminds us in this passage how much he cares for us. Um, the next part says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So God says, God says, Yes, you have needs and longings, and you care about them, and you're allowed to care about them, and I care about you, um, and I see your needs. I'm not asking you to keep stuffing them or to deny them or to not pursue them. I'm asking you to trust that I take care of you and to trust that when you seek me first, I will satisfy all of your needs. And again, like this verse, up until like last week I read this, and I'm like, yeah, God, okay, but here I am still single, like, what, what are you saying? Um, and I think, I think what God is, is saying to us is, could it be that, that our needs point to something deeper than what we realize? Like, I think that, that my need for this deep love, my loneliness points toward um, my need for a relationship. That's what I desire. 
But I think God might be saying, what if I want to satisfy that longing with, with myself? What if um, I want you to pursue me because, because I, God, is the only one who can actually fulfill our longings? Um, and I think, I think we see that echoed in the rest of Scripture. I pulled a part from John chapter 4 where we see the woman at the well who, like, who better to, to look at as someone who has needs and longings than the woman at the well? Um, she, she might be the loneliest person in all of Scripture. Um, and Jesus goes to her and he says, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, meaning everyone who who pursues fulfillment in the things of this world, they're just going to keep chasing. They're just going to, you're going to find relationship after relationship after relationship, which is her story, and you're just going to keep wanting more. But whoever drinks of the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. What's the water that Jesus is talking about? It's the Holy Spirit. When, when Jesus, God's son, came down to earth and died on the cross for us, God poured out his Holy Spirit into our hearts. And he, he is like the, the first part of this life that we're going to experience in eternity. And that's what Jesus is talking about here. He's saying, hey, the Holy Spirit is in you, and he's going to keep getting more and more and more, and you're going to keep getting deeper and deeper in relationship with him, and he's going to satisfy your needs more and more and more as you grow closer to him. So maybe that's what God is talking about here. Maybe it's not like a to-do list item that I thought it was. If I seek God hard enough and stuff my loneliness deep enough, that he will, you know, recognize that I'm pursuing him above my other needs and reward me with a relationship. Maybe he's saying, hey, why don't you trust me to be the one who fulfills your longings and pursue me as that? Get to know me. Get to know my Holy Spirit. And as you do, in that process, the more you get to know me, the more I will fulfill those desires that you have. Um. And so, and this is, this has been my experience, if I think about it. Like, last year during the internship, um, I shared this with some of the, some of the leaders a couple weeks ago. I got to know the Holy Spirit in a deeper way than I ever have before, um, because I was kind of forced into it. God kind of threw me into the deep end and said, uh, swim and you have to rely on me to do it because you have no options. So I reached out and I... I asked the Holy Spirit to be my friend um, in a time where I really felt the most loneliness that I've ever felt in my whole life. Um, I said, God, okay, if your scripture says this, then come teach me what it looks like. And he filled that in a way that I've never experienced. It's not perfect. Like my loneliness, a tiger asked me if I was still bitter. Um, it's a daily struggle. <laughs> and I think that this, like God taught me in this preparation for this time tonight, more about his character than I've ever known before. And there's a new confidence and a new hope that I have in that, but it's still a daily surrender to say, God, I choose to believe that you are the one who fulfills my longings. And I'm going to pursue relationship with God, relationship with the Holy Spirit to that end 
until God tells me otherwise. Um, and I'm just, I'm just beginning that journey. Um, but I think that when we ask God to come, when we ask God to satisfy our needs, when we seek God, he meets us. And the Bible is very clear about that. When we seek him, he will, he'll be there. He will fulfill our needs. He will uh, let us get to know them and get, let us get to know him. Um, and that's, that's looked a couple different ways for me just to, just to be really practical. Um, times of silence, I would say, you know, I would, I would go to the lake and just invite God to come with me and to speak with me. And I would walk until I heard something from God or felt God's presence with me. Um, I would, I have many, many Spotify playlists, several of them like made specifically for different um, struggles that I have or seasons that I'm in. And I have a couple one, couple playlists that I listen to over and over and over again in this loneliness. Playlists that remind me of God's promises when I can't see them. Um, and I get in my car and I sing really loud. Um, and I cry out to God until he comes and he, he fills me um, and he helps me in that. And it doesn't fix my desire for relationship, but man, I was looking through my journals and I actually wrote down the words last year. God, I thought the loneliness would be so much harder this year and it's, it's bearable because he comes and he meets us. Um, we have a God who cares about us that much, guys, and I just, I want you guys to know that. I want me to know that. Um, yeah. And then another thing... Um, that God showed me in this week is that God asks us to seek him first. He asks us to pursue relationship with him and to put our trust in him that he will satisfy our longings with himself. All of that is true. But the passage doesn't say seek only. Um, I think that what I believed, what I have believed for so long about God not wanting me to date is actually not true. <laughs> I think that God, if we, if we anchor ourselves in him, if we look to him to fulfill our longings, he frees us to pursue the things that we want because he's going to tell us if we're on the wrong path. If we're seeking relationship with him every day, he's going to direct us and protect us and keep us from doing something that's going to that's going to harm our relationship with God. But he's also going to say, you guys have dreams and you have desires and go after those things. And don't be afraid to, to take a step. Like I have been afraid for so long to date because, um, I know, I, I think somewhere I know that like the kind of relationship I want is, is really hard, if not impossible to find because I was putting too much pressure on a relationship to satisfy the loneliness that I feel. Um, but it, when I don't put that pressure on other people, it frees me to then take steps toward, toward what I want. And, and God is saying, I give you permission. I give you permission to to not be a bystander in your own life, to go after the things that I want and to trust or, or that you want and to trust me to um, correct you if you take a wrong step. Um, so tonight um, for our response time, I'm going to play a song. Um, it's a short song 
And I just want you guys, you can spread out across the room or whatnot, but I'm, I'm going to ask God to come meet us here. I'm going to ask God to come speak to you in a very personal way, the way he spoke to me over the past couple weeks, um, and to, to tell you who he is. And I want you guys to listen um, and, and seek to get to know the God that, that he is, the God that cares for us, the God that wants to see all of our longings met. Um, so yeah, so let's just, let's just listen, listen for a few minutes.